You're listening to Eye on the Ball with Steve Rivera. This podcast is a Bustos Media production on The Voice. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And behind the mic on the other side is Tom Callahan. Welcome to a scorching Thursday. How are you, Jay? I guess we set a record yesterday. So what was it? Was when, that? when we were talking about how hot it was, it really, really was hot. So we're not just barking up a tree right now. Why don't you go ahead and talk about today's big show? Well, we've got we've got a great show. We've got uh, Nick Gonzalez coming in, a great baseball player at New Mexico State out of Cienega High School. No relation to me, and actually no relation to, to me. Uh, to me, <laughs> from New Mexico State, and uh, no relation to uh, my nephew, who also goes by the name Nick Gonzalez. But uh, Nick's coming in to talk to us about uh, all the great things that are happening with him. He's He was having another great year at New Mexico State, uh, batting four, near, nearly 450, 12 homers in 16 games, and was just doing t- picking up where he, where he left off last year, and uh, he's apparently going to be a very high draft pick. Give me his future, Jay. Give me his future. Oh, God, you know... It's 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 all there for him, you know. He's, he yep. it looks like he's just an incredibly talented kid, a kid with a good head on his shoulders. Everybody that we've talked to about him says he's just a just a great kid. So when you go in with a great attitude and and you and you work hard, which is mm-hmm. by all accounts what he does, uh, it's all there in front of him, you know. And when you've got the talent, then a lot of times it's just uh, having the right attitude and the mm-hmm. right right approach, and uh, you can get there. Yeah, no question. For a guy that wasn't very uh, highly recruited. Exactly. You know, uh, he, he really didn't get a lot of looks out of out, out of high school and uh, ended up in New Mexico State. And, you know, I know a lot of people are wondering, uh, you know, why he didn't go to Arizona or Arizona State or play in a Pac-12 uh, program. But, you know, just uh, it just wasn't there at that time. And he's apparently done the work and mm-hmm. he's made something of it. And, you know, that happens. You know, that happens. Kids, you know, they grow up at a certain time and they can make it. And, and you know, he's one of those guys. You know, it, it reminds me of a, a while back Again, let's go. Let's go into story time, right? A guy named Jack Howell came out of high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played at Palo Verde. wasn't highly regarded. Uh, went and got a couple of years in at Pima. Uh, did did pretty well. Uh, Jerry Kendall took him at Arizona. Guy wound up in the major leagues and played quite a while in the major leagues. So you know, guys guys develop over you know over uh, uh, at different times. And this is apparently one of those cases. You use that baseball analogy. I'll use the Steve Kerr analogy. A guy who kind of was lightly regarded came in and. Set the world on fire in Arizona. Stephon Curry wasn't really went to Davidson, became this guy. They're out there. They're out there. They're out there. You know, they're, they're and they're they're in all the sports. You know, think think about a guy, right. uh, the guy that came to mind. You know, off, you know, for me it was Byron Evans. Remember, you know, he came out and you know, ASU didn't really uh, right. go hard after him, and guy got you know got time in the in the in uh, in the NFL. Chuck Cecil, another guy, Ted, Teddy Bruschi. Teddy Bruschi. I mean, they're all over the place. So you know, it it, it what what. It, is hard to measure sometimes when you're talking about 18-year-old kids is work ethic and, mm-hmm. and how they're developing their coachability, those kinds of things. And that's that's how it happens. Do you think that, uh, and you've been in this business a long time, that most of the time people look at the negatives rather than the positives? And I'm talking just in this case, he's not this or he doesn't have that, but don't pay enough attention to what he has. Uh, that I'm sure that that takes place. You know, it's funny. I, I, I love watching the Dan Patrick show and occasionally he'll bring on a, you know, 
uh, an Aaron Rodgers or mm-hmm. or you know somebody like that, and they'll hand them the notes that uh, that they had on uh, at the combine yeah, on their actually, draft, yeah, yeah. and they and they they get them to read the stuff that the, the bad stuff that people say about them. Right. And it's funny when you read them; they those things can't be further off the mark than they are. Drew Brees was another one that I remember. Yeah. He, he, Drew Brees was one of those guys. He, he's too short, not tall enough. Right. Uh, doesn't have the arm. Doesn't have this. Doesn't have that. But you're right. What does he have? Right, right. And and when those guys show what they have, you, you never know what can happen. How many times have you said, "Great arm, can do this, can run fast, blah blah blah"? He's going to be a top pick. Okay, so what are you going to do with that? Exactly, exactly. And then you know you think of these guys. Some of these guys who come out of high school, they're all American this or all American that, and you know they don't even have a, a good college careers. No, 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 no. We, we've seen many of those. We've seen many of those kind of like busts uh, at every level. We we've and we've had some of those, and you you know there've been some Tucson kids that were kind of can't miss kind of kids. They were you know mm-hmm. parade all Americans, you know back in the day or, or whatever, and uh, you know and then they just they just get there, and you know all of a sudden they're not uh, they're not who we, what everybody thought. So it goes both ways. Sure, sure, no no question. And you just kind of realize that the talent level is different. Obviously, you know, you could be a star in high school, yada, yada, and you get up against these guys. Holy moly, what am I thinking? Sure, and sometimes you don't know what kind of, uh, what kind of competition they right, faced right, in high right. school. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, baseball in Tucson, Arizona is good. The yep. kids that come out of here, they're good players. They play against against uh, you know other talented players and so if you're a, you know if you're a baseball player coming out of you know anywhere in Arizona you know out of the Phoenix area out sure. of Tucson you've played against good competition so um, it, it, there, there's so many factors that go into that and you know it's a crapshoot it really is right. recruiting and, and and evaluating talent uh, on 17 and 18 year old kids it's a crapshoot so let me because you've been here all your life and you know this landscape of what it, we're talking about the best player you saw the best baseball player you saw? The best baseball player I saw, the one that I saw from, growing, from two, up, from Tucson because growing up as a kid, um, I'm going to go Rodney Pete. Baseball player? Baseball player. Really? He, I don't know that. He falls out of bed. Uh, uh, I think he was a, a sophomore, maybe, at Saguaro High School, my high school. Uh-huh. And I saw him. The, the reason I say that is because I saw him play you Little League. Uh, he, Same age? How old is he? He's like 58, oh, No, he's he's much younger than me. Oh, okay. He, but I saw him play Little League, so that's why it, it kind of sticks in my brain. But, um, you know, he... he, he he had he hadn't pitched all year, and all of a sudden he pitches the state championship game for Saguaro and wins. Mm-hmm. So that guy could have played pretty much any sport. Yeah, wow! I didn't realize he was that good, and um, um, wow! So, so yeah, no, but so he, when you're good, you you can do a lot of things. He, you know, he was a you know he he ended up going into the NFL. He was that kid though. When you saw him when he was 12 years old. He was separated from everybody right, else right, already. He right. was he was so far out there. Um, so you know, but but guys coming out of Tucson, you know, Sammy Khalifa. We talked about I right, talked about right. him the other day. He was not you know, that big though. He, he was, was just, not a big kid, but he was an infielder. And you know, he he got to the majors pretty quickly. Yeah. Again, another Saguaro High School guy. Um, you know, but there there you know there've been a lot of those guys. You yeah. know, who 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 came through here. Tucson's had a lot a big a great history of uh, of professional baseball players who have who've come out and gone and, and played. 
played uh, in the major league. In fact, you kind of hooked up with a guy that we might have next week. We're gonna we're we're gonna get Eddie Leone on next yeah. week. Sometime. He was kind of like the, one of the first. He, guys. he was one of those first guys that you know made the major leagues out of Tucson, Arizona. Um, you, you know, he's part of a, a very uh, you know one of the pioneer families here in here in Tucson. But uh, we're gonna get Eddie on now. Okay, now Eddie's much older than me, so we'll say that. <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, but you know, Tucson's had its share of, of guys. You know, when when I went to when I went to Saguaro, um, I was a freshman and and two guys off the varsity baseball team from from my first year in high school uh, went directly to the to the pros. Who were they? Um, a guy named Dave Moore and a guy and a pitcher named John Butcher who made it to the, made it to the majors and pitched mm-hmm. for pitched for the Texas Rangers. Right. Wow. Wow. I didn't know that too. Uh, and you did I seen, say Jim Butcher? John Butcher. Jim was Jim was in my class. And you see Tucson at the little league level, lower league. Storm it up the little league level. Sure, you know we've had a couple of teams get to the uh, get to the little league world series. I covered one of those teams. Um, did you go to Pennsylvania? I did go to. Oh, what kind of fun was that? Oh man, that, that was so cool. We, we could talk about that at the six forty five. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. We got to we got to go to track down Nick now. But I'm really because that's a little boy's dream. Oh, oh yeah. I'm sure it's a reporter dream it, too. It was, it was fun. Yeah, there, yeah. There's a real long story behind that one as well. Yeah, they're cool. Let's uh, take a break here on ten through the voice and get back with Nick Gonzalez on the other side. Thanks, Tom. Hey, welcome back to Why on the Ball here on 1030 The Voice. I'm your host, Steve Rivera, along with my co-host, Jay Gonzalez. And now on the phone, we have Nick Gonzalez from my alma mater in New Mexico State. Nick, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. I would be doing this for New Mexico State, but I think I still owe them money, so I don't want to do this <laughs> from Tucson. <laughs> hey, great to have you. What a, what a fantastic story you are. Uh, I'm sure you're kind of living the life right now. Uh, you know, uh, a little bored, um, but I think everyone else is uh, around the whole country. So, but yeah, it's going well. What are you doing to keep yourself busy right now? You know, right now you just train and, um, you know, I'm fortunate enough to have a nice training facility that, you know, uh, one of the players on the team here, his, his parents own. So I'm able to do that. And, you know, um, very fortunate, like I said, cause you know, a lot of people around the country right now are kind of struggling to get their work in. So are you in but, Las Cruces or are you here? Still in Las Cruces. All right. Yep. Nice, 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 nice. Uh, it, to me, Las Cruces is Tucson in 1972. Uh, that's st- what a lot of people tell me. I mean, I, I, I would say I wasn't uh, around then, but that's what everyone says. So. It's a nice small town in the desert, uh, good college town. Uh, a lot of people love the Aggies, so you, you have it uh, pretty nice, yeah. I'm sure. Oh, yeah, it's nice. Great, great. So how does this kid from Tucson uh, goes unrecruited, really, pretty much, ends his way to Las Cruces, New Mexico, who people don't even know where it is, and become this guy? How does that happen? Yeah, I think it just happened, you know, with you know hard work and dedication and, you know, uh, having an opportunity to come to New Mexico State and play some baseball was, you know, that was the closest place to home. And I had never heard of it. I never knew it, it was even, a, you know, School university or anything yeah. over here. School, yeah, and um, you know it was the closest place to home, and I and I knew that you know wherever I was going to play, I wanted my dad to come watch me play, and I wanted my mom and my whole family to be able to come see me, you know, on the weekends when we play our, our series. So it was it was a no brainer. Nick, coming out of high school, you know, what was kind of on your mind in terms of your future for baseball? I mean, were you thinking, okay, I just want to get a college scholarship, I want to play in college and see what happens? You know, have you been thinking that you were going to be a, a you know have a shot at the pros for a long time i mean at what point did all that come into your come into your mind yeah it's always been a, a dream of mine to play you know professional baseball and, and you know make a living out of playing you know the game i love and and in high school 
you know, I kind of just take it one step at a time. And I, at the time, I was worried about just college and playing baseball in college. And, you know, and then uh, the next level can come when, you know, when I'm ready or if the opportunity comes. And, you know, I was fortunate enough for that to happen um, here in the next month or whatever it is. And, and yeah. You, um, at what point in the first year or so did you kind of say, hey, I, I can fit in and I'm going to do well at this level? Yeah, it was, um, I would say it was uh, not the fall of my freshman year in college. I would say in the spring, um, you know, I had a bumpy fall, which most freshmen do uh, coming into college. And, um, you know, after, once we got playing and we're playing actual teams, you know, you kind of, you know, the little kid comes out of you again and you're just playing baseball and you're having so much fun and, and you don't worry about anything else. And that's, that's really when, you know, I started to take off and do really well. You know, Steve and I, a minute ago, we were talking about just the, the, the quality of high school baseball in Tucson. And it's, you know, there's a long tradition of, of great baseball in, in, in the Tucson area. You know, there've been, you know, the, co- the, the colleges, but, you know, Pima, uh, the U of A, you know, Arizona State, they've all had great baseball programs over the years. A lot of, a lot of high school kids come out and, you know, have been in the, in the pros and all that kind of stuff. How well do you think the, the level of high school baseball in Tucson prepared you for what you're now doing in college? I mean, how was the competition here as and and how did it uh, set you up for that yeah it set me up real well um you know uh, my freshman and sophomore year of high school I, I faced some really good arms uh i you know i got to face alex verdugo and he's with the dodgers now or red sox now and got to face him he was a really good pitcher and then uh luis gonzalez from catalina foothills i got to face him when i was i think a freshman or sophomore so I, you know you get to see all those arms and it, it just helps you so much when you get to the next level because you know, you have something to relate it to. You have something that's similar to that you've experienced in the past, and and having that to look back on is huge. When you're in the box, you know you can you can see oh this guy was similar to this guy or whatever it may be. So you get to New Mexico State. You talk about your first year. Uh, how much work had you put in? Because I'm sure it's work and work and repetitive and all these things that you do. How much did you have to put in to become who you become? Yeah, you know, it was just countless tireless work. Um, you know, I, I couldn't tell you a number of swings that I took. It, it was a lot, you know, the reps um, a lot. And, you know, always just getting work with the coaches was was kind of my thing. And, and just making sure that, you know, if anyone was out there after practice putting in work, um, I was going to be there with them as well just because, you know, I, I – at the time, you know, as a freshman, you you just want to play so bad that you know you're kind of willing to do anything just to get into that lineup. Who are some of the Who are some of the people that have helped you along the way? You talk about, you know, putting in work, and I don't know how much of that you would do alone, but you know, coaches, other players. Who are some of the people that have had a really great influence on you and have just helped you become a better baseball player? Yeah, Coach Brian Green really helped me. He was our head coach my freshman and sophomore year. He really helped me a lot with you know some minor tweaks and stuff with the swing fundamentally and then you know just having a good team uh chemistry like team bonding and and certain guys on the team that you can really connect with and and be there to push you you know um it's when you're kind of by yourself it's it's hard some days when you don't want to do stuff um it's just you telling you you know you don't have to do it but when you got someone else there with you it's much easier to go get the extra work so uh, my best friend joey ortiz he was our shortstop last year he's with the orioles now uh we kind of 
you know, went head to head and pushed each other and made each other uh, a lot better. You, um, and I just lost my train of thought, but uh, <laughs> I don't know why I just lost my train of thought. I'm kind of still fascinated. Oh, I know what. New Mexico State has been a, a pretty good baseball program. No one really pays attention to it because it's not ASU, it's not Arizona, but it has made the tournament a few times recently and done fairly, been very competitive. Yeah, yeah, we have. You know, we've been, um, we were in a regional my freshman year and I got to experience that. And, you know, that experience is, you know, on a whole nother level, it, it's unreal. And it's, you know, you're playing to go to Omaha or Super Regional or whatever it may be. And, you know, to get to do that freshman year, my first year there is, is really incredible because, you know, you play with some of the seniors or some of the guys who have been there for five years if they had registered or anything. And, you know, they put five years just to get this moment. And then I was there, you know, 18 years old and, uh, you know, my first my first season with the, the Aggies and we get, went to a regional, it was, you know, I didn't get to, you know, um, enjoy it as much as they did just because, you know, it's been a long time coming for them. Yeah, Nick, you mentioned some of the guys that, you know, that you played against, Alex Verdugo and those guys. You know, do you, are you aware of the, you know, some of the other guys that have come out of Tucson, you know, maybe, you know, some of them before you were born and that kind of thing. I mean, do you know the tradition and, and the the quality of players that have come out of here and some, who some of those guys are and, and uh, you know, paid attention to that at all? Yeah, you know, I know a few of the names. I know mostly names, uh, you know, obviously, you know, not being born or before or, or whatever it may be, but my dad grew up playing uh, Tucson baseball, and and uh, he knows all the Tucson baseball players, and my girlfriend's dad as well. He knows all the Tucson baseball players, and, and you know, just hearing stories from them, I kind of know some of them. What Little League did you play in? I played at Rincon Little League. Okay. All right. So when did your dad play, too? Because he's probably maybe a little younger than us, but still kind of in that range of 40-ish. Yeah, he's he, he played at Santa Rita High School, and he graduated, I want to say, 82, 83. Okay, so he's about my age. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, that makes sense. So how, how, your family, obviously very tight. Your your brother played at Navy football? Correct. How How big of an influence was he? Yeah, he you know he was an incredible influence for me. Um, you know, uh, I he wasn't um, at the house in the household when I was kind of you know, you know getting through high school or you know going through that just because he was in college. But you know, seeing him on TV and seeing him um, be the leader he was on and off the field with you know his teammates and or whoever he's in charge of at the school as well it, um, was super crucial for me growing into the next level and getting into college and you know being a freshman and still trying to you know help out the team with leadership and everything and so he helped me a ton uh, more so on the leadership side and just seeing you know if you want something you gotta work hard and you gotta get it so so nick so here we are by all accounts you're you, you're in a in a position to get drafted really high you know have you made the decision that, you, that you're coming out and uh, you know what are you thinking about in terms of the draft yeah, you know, I'm just super, you know, excited and looking forward to it. Me and my family, you know, it's just, you know, something that right now that's, you know, we have a lot of time to think and we're not really planning anything. So that's kind of, you know, what I think about all the time. And But at the same time, I'm just super fortunate to be where I'm at and, um, you know, wherever, whatever happens, whenever it happens, I'm, I'm okay with it. What are your projections? Because you play short, right? Uh, so I'm, I'm a second baseman. I moved over to short. Uh, this year, but I'm a more second baseman, shortstop type guy, but I've been playing the last uh, few years at second. Yeah, that's what I would imagine, because we kind of talked about that, maybe more of a, a, the right side of the field with uh, and, and all that's good hitting second baseman. Who doesn't need that? 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. So, do do teams contact you, or are you in, you know, in contact with any teams? Or are they calling you? They let you know you you reading about yourself, finding out what people are saying about yourself, about you. Are you working on things that people say? You know, he's got to work on this or that. I mean, how how are you approaching this as as the draft you know comes up? I mean, I know we still don't even know when it's going to be, but you know, what what kinds of things are you doing? Are you doing to uh, kind of put yourself in a great position? Yeah, I'm just working out and. Um, you know, you go over certain things you need to work on, but for me right now, it's just, you know, uh, doing the same thing that I've been doing. And uh, in terms of meetings with coaches or teams or anything, you kind of, we'll have a few here and there, maybe a few a week. Um, you know, just, they just chat with you and they talk to you and they want to get you, you know, get to know you on a personal level. So, you know, when they make the decision, they know, you know, they're going to get a good guy that's going to project to, you know, not, be in trouble and, and make good decisions later on. So I was down there uh, last year, I think, to visit a friend, and I saw the facilities. Unbelievable. They put a lot of money into the baseball field, what it used to be. I'm sure you're probably aware of that. And the campus yeah. itself, it, what a fantastic area since my when I created dirt back there in the 1950s. <laughs> but it's a great campus, don't you think? Yeah, it's it's an awesome campus, and it's, it's huge. It's a giant campus, and you kind of, you know, uh, they're always putting up new buildings and tearing down old ones, and um, you know, it's a lot of fun to see and, and uh, going through and riding the bike through campus when you're heading to class is pretty fun. All right, Nick. Well, we, you know, we wish you all the best. Uh, you know, we're going to keep an eye on you, see, you know, see where you get drafted. You know, we, I, they say the draft is going to be anywhere between June 10th or sometime in July. So, you know, all the best to you. Uh, you know, keep in touch with us. We'd love to see how you're doing. And, uh, you know, if, you, if you're back in town at some point, you know, stop in and we'll get you in the studio and talk some more. All right, sounds good. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you, thank you. That was Nick Gonzalez, former Sienega star, New Mexico State star now. Uh, wish I had his future, Jay. Oh, man, you know what? I was a short second baseman, and, uh, so you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, but, you know, when you see a kid that's got, you know, just apparently some God-given talent there, I mean, right, the, right, right. I mean he's... He's batting for you know for something. He led the nation in in hitting last year. He was probably going to do it again this year. And you, that's just a kid that was born with talent. And it's great to see that he's making the most of it. I was all glove, no stick. Four hundred. I was very forward I, to me. I was that guy too. I I I could throw the leather around, but yeah. dang, I I could not hit. Right, right. Then a skinny guy, you know, like me, I could hit. You know, uh, oh, you got a bloop. That's a single. <laughs> uh, I got another bloop. Yeah, uh, yeah. No. You know, we all we all wish we had that kind of talent. No, no. Kind of, sometimes we have to live through other. People, uh, that's what we'll be doing here. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, uh, thanks for coming on. Let's take a quick break here and talk more on the other side here with Jay Gonzalez and Tom Callahan. Hey, welcome back to Y in the Ball here on 1030 The Voice. I'm Steve Rivera along with Jay Gonzalez, a co-host. Hey, so there's a lot of things going on in, in sports that people don't think. Right. A bit, a bit of news coming out today. Um, you know, locally, you know, the U of A softball team got some really good news that uh, Deja Mulapola, who's on the Olympic team, mm-hmm. she's going to be able to play her senior year with them next year. They've decided that uh, the players who... They were they they were, with the Olympics scheduled for this summer. They didn't they weren't going to play this season, but they've said they're going to let them go ahead and play their college seasons, and then the if the twenty twenty one Olympics are held, they'll be in July, and they'll let them play. So uh, one more player added to the added to the stacked. people coming back. That team is going to be stacked. It's going to be fun to watch. Right, right, right. And then news came out of Oregon that uh, the governor said the governor of Oregon, Kate Brown, said that there are going to be no sporting events with large crowds through at least September. So, uh, 
you know, I, I, I think that what that tells us is that there's not going to be any Oregon State or Oregon football uh, at home in September. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what that does across the board uh, for college football, uh, we don't know. But, you know, one of the things that uh, we had that conversation with uh, John Wilner earlier in the earlier in the week is that, you know, pretty much if if players aren't on campus and can't or if, if students aren't on campus and can't be gathering, how can players be? So this seems like like the first uh, domino to fall that says we're not going to have college football I was just in September. I was just going to say that. So one domino falls, you know what happens after yeah, that? They, they're going to keep going, you yeah. know, and, and uh, uh, Robbie Robbins, the president of, at, at uh, the University of Arizona has said that he doubts that there's going to be college football, uh, at least in September. So we'll, I think they're starting to fall just the way mm-hmm. they did when this, this whole thing first started. Right. So the number three, uh, Kansas got noticed uh, NCAA-wise, big allegations, uh, some power allegations huge allegations that uh, that that uh, Bill self and the coaching staff were a part of the things that mm-hmm. were going on they've so far denied that and said that uh, they haven't denied that there were payments to players that they're that at Kansas but that they had no control over that and the NCAA is saying that they were a big part of it what uh, what I find interesting here again you know in in defense of, of what uh, the, the way it's been handled in the, in the media is that you know the day that this that this came out and that this happened you had uh you had some some big media personality saying that sean miller should be fired on that right, day right, right. and there are crickets coming out regarding bill self in kansas so i you know I, i'm not sitting here to say that bill self did anything and the university is denying it but i mean um, it's interesting to me to see how the media handles this and there hasn't been one speck of of response from from some of the media that has been pretty harsh with sean miller that's a good point and maybe they either learn their lesson by doing that or have some target i who knows who who knows what it is now and and maybe you know but if if that's the case i'd love to see dick vital come out and say you know what i'm just not going to respond because you yeah. know because well, of wait. what happened before i'm just going to i'm just going to hold that's fine but to but for there not yeah. to be anything when they were so quick to throw Sean Miller under the bus i i just have a little bit of problem with no, that no i get that i get that was well, the fourth topic did you want to talk about little league well you know we, t- we before uh, nick gonzalez came on we were talking about the little league world series and uh, and and how cool that 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 event oh, yes, is yes, yes. Okay, yeah. and and all that type of stuff you know i i had the, i had the privilege of covering the last uh, uh, arizona team uh, not arizona tucson team that went there back in 1985. Uh, it was the International Little League team that that made it, and they got to the championship game, and that was a, an, an interesting thing. In that, you know, they got there, and that was back when there was it was eight teams, it was single elimination, and the tournament got played in three mm-hmm. days, mm-hmm. three games in three days to win the to win the championship. And so, um, you know, the Arizona team makes it, or the Tucson team makes it to the to the series. And uh, editorially, we decided, well, you know, if we're not going to send, we're not going to spend all that money to send them. If there's one game and then they won. So then we decided, okay, we better go cover that. So I got put on a red eye. Uh, it was on a, a Thursday night red eye to fly to Williamsport. And it's not easy to get to Williamsport. No, no. I, I, I had to fly from here to Phoenix Phoenix to Pittsburgh, and then Pitts, and then I, I got one of those puddle jumpers from Pittsburgh to Williamsport. I landed like ten o'clock in the morning. Uh, it was going to be, I think, a three o'clock game that day. I raced to the Little League facility, got a media pass, and I covered the game. And then they won again. Now they're in the championship game. So now we decided to send a photographer because we didn't send a photographer with me, and he basically had to make the same trip that I had to make. And so I covered the first game without any sleep because yeah, you know, you take yeah. a red eye. 
sure. I didn't sleep at all. So I had zero <laughs> sleep. So I got a good night's sleep that night. But then Benji Sanders, now a retired photographer, who is Anthony Sanders' father, mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. played some played some professional baseball. Um, poor Benji had to had to fly in and do the same thing, and so Benji's out there taking pictures, and they they played Taiwan, and that was back during that time when when Taiwan would win it every year, when and there were, there were questions about how old these guys were, right. and you know, and I I mean I I walked out on the field at the end of the game to you know to do some interviews and whatnot, and you know I saw some of these players, and I you know who am I to say, but you know, right. if if those guys were all twelve years old, I, you know they their calendar is a little different than ours. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm telling you, but, like dog years. Yeah, because they got you know the international team got crushed, and uh, but it was a great experience. It was oh, fun sure. to see. I, you know, I, I watched the Little League World Series every year, probably because of that. Mm. Just to say, you know, I was there, and and it's one of those things that you know you pay attention to because you got to experience. I was going to say you must watch it more, and you must be amazed by the facilities now. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you what, that stadium was pretty beat up and run down when I went to it. Well, again, 1985, but they've done some amazing yeah. things with the facilities, and at that time. Uh, you, the 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 teams would stay in dorms mm-hmm. on the campus there, and the dorms were a little run down as well. And because after that, after the game when when the when the international lost, I did go to the dorm and interviewed the kids and talked to them all. And you know, I I felt like they were getting a, an experience by being interviewed by a sure. newspaper reporter. So I I talked to every one of the kids and did, gave them each a little quote in the paper and stuff like that. And you know, going to the dorms and that you know you see that facility now and oh my god. Right. Those it's Major League Baseball facility, but I will say, when I went on the field, the field was immaculate. The grass, the and it was only one. There was they only had one. one stadium. Yeah, they, now they have like three. Or there, well, there's two big stadiums. Then they've got some other practice fields around. At that time, they just had the one stadium that is the, still the main stadium. But yeah. I mean, it reminded me of old Comiskey Park. I went to old Comiskey right before they knocked it down. It reminded me of that. Yeah. No, I remember I did the 25 year anniversary, and the guys, you know, obviously, who doesn't love those memories? Oh, oh, you know, that that was that, that was just so much fun. Yeah. I, I just loved being there, and I and the the the, the innocence of it is it was what, right, right, is, right. what was, is what was cool. In fact, as a reporter, I'm sure in your mind that's got to be one of your top one of your top five moments. Oh, sure, it's a it was a it was a top uh, you know one of my you know my sports writing highlights uh, that that I had because it was just again just watching the the whole thing, and I mean. I played Little League Baseball. Right, I right. wanted to go to the Little League sure. World Series. And, uh, you know, I played in All-Stars. And actually, I, I played against a team from Cactus that the next year they went to the World Series. Yeah, no, it's fun. I think everybody dreams about it. In fact, when they when they canceled the season this year, that was the number one thing from kids because the Sunnyside group, a lot of the groups from Tucson are, have been very successful in San Bernardino and have a good chance to make it. So they're always hoping for that chance. Right, and you, and you are. You know, um, the, the Little League that I played in, Tantano, the year before that I was in All-Stars, our team went to the Western Regional in San Bernardino. Mm-hmm. So... We had some expectations. We got to the district championship. Had we won, we'd have gone to the state championship in Phoenix. But like I said, we lost to Cactus Little League, which the next year with Eddie Vosberg was in the Little League World Series and got to the championship game as well. Right. We've had him on a number of times, and I always like talking about that because, come on, that's every little boy's little dream. Yeah. Even, even you know, you want to make the pros and blah, 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 but the Little League's dreams are pretty big too. Oh, sure. You know, I, I coached my son in Little League, and, and we, we had a really good we had a really good team. But, you know, we didn't get out of districts either, but, you know, we, when, we started that, when we started that thing, you know, we thought about it. Oh, and, sure. I mean, were we good enough? I, you know, obviously 
obviously not. But you know, I thought about how cool would it be, sure. you know, to coach a team to the Little League World Series. Sure. But it's it's hard. It's really hard. You know, the you, you, when you see some of the pitching, oh yeah, in in Little League and oh, in, in the World Series, oh my God, that's where it begins. Yeah, that, yeah. If you if you have you got to have two guys who mm-hmm. can throw so hard that uh, that nobody can just hit and throw. Sure. But sure. it's it's amazing. You know, they, they had that the 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 girl that that uh, pitched and when when you see somebody when you see somebody pitching in the Little League World Series, you know that they're, they're really good, really good. Right, right. In fact, she's a basketball player now somewhere. Uh, Small college. She wanted uh, to go no, to she, UConn, but she's yeah, she's uh, I want to say Howard or yeah, Brown one of or those, something right, like that. Right, right. You know, yeah, she's a college basketball player. Right, now. and there's been so many. Good dudes that have shined. In. Oh yeah, you know when you when you and you know some of these some of these you know major league baseball players who have who have gone through there again. You know Ed Vosberg was one mm-hmm, of those. You mm-hmm. know he made it to the major leagues. The one that I remember the most, and I don't know why, is the kid from Washington. You know the the big blonde guy, and he was you can see him in the highlights. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he he yeah. made. He, he, there's a bunch of them. It's you know again the, the the long history that they have, and again a dream come true for so many of those kids. Let's take a break here. Let's do something kind of fun. Uh, you sent me a list, right? We of have the top the top twenty five, right? The eight, uh, the Associated Press put out the top twenty five sports movies, and uh, I've I've got a beef with some of them, but you know I'm in agreement with a little bit of them. We'll have some fun with that in a minute. Okay, so we'll come back here, Tom. We want you to join in some good sports movies here on Ten Thirty The Voice. Hey, welcome back to Why in the Ball here on Ten Thirty The Voice. I'm Steve Rivera, along with my co-host Jay Gonzalez and Tom Callahan behind the mic on the other side. So let's have fun with this top twenty-five movies voted by sports writers. Voted by seventy sports writers. Uh, wait, wait. Let's if people want to join in, seven nine zero two zero four zero. Be free to call. Right, and, give us a call because yeah. we're gonna we're gonna talk about this for a little bit, and we w- would love to hear some other opinions about it. Seven nine zero two zero four zero. But here's here's uh, let, let me run down first the top five and. And uh, again, these were voted on by 70 sports writers. What do they know? What do they know? Exactly. What do they know? Now, uh, they rated Hoosiers number one. And that's okay. I'm okay with it. Um, Rocky and Bull Durham were tied for second. So I think those three are all kind of interchangeable in the top three. My personal favorite is Rocky. Okay. That's that's my all-time favorite sports movie. Um, And I kind of rate movies based on, will I sit down and watch them? Anytime. Yeah, yeah. If I if I'm if I'm channel surfing and I see it's on, will I stop and put it on? I saw some last week. They had like one, two, three. They had them all. Right, and so so Rocky's Rocky is one of those. I'll watch that anytime. I I, I had the good fortune of making a. I, I went to Philadelphia on business one time with with a uh, a business partner, and we we did the run oh, up sure, the stairs yeah, yeah, and right. you know took pictures of ourselves at the top of the stairs and all that. So Rocky's my number one, and I I would I, I think I'd put Bull Durham you know number two. Hoosiers is a little lower for me. I, I like I love the movie. I'll, I'll watch. It, um, but I've got some others that I'd put higher. With Caddyshack being one of them, you know, Caddyshack was number four, and then Slapshot was number five. Caddyshack is one of those, one of the most quoted movies ever. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many times I've said to somebody, "Oh, he got all of that one," mm-hmm. you know, and and uh, the Cinderella story at Augusta and all that type of stuff. So, Caddyshack was four, Slapshot was five. Field of Dreams, I've got a beef with, and the beef that I have with that is that Ray Liotta played Shoeless Joe Jackson in the movie, and he can't swing a bat, okay? I, 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 Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta, okay. He cannot swing a bat. If you're gonna if you're gonna have a movie about somebody like that, you gotta get somebody that can play. Now, 
Kevin Costner, who's been in a number of baseball movies. He was in he was in um, For Love of Tin, the Game, where he played a pitcher. Tin, Bull Durham. Tin Cup. Um, he was in Tin Cup. He's been in a number of sports movies. Uh, uh, Kevin Costner looks like a relatively natural athlete. Now yeah. he's a little guy, so he's you know he, I don't think right. he would have been a, a professional athlete. But you know, in Bull Durham, I mean, he was a left-handed hitter. He 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 had a nice swing. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, he was a switch hitter in that because he, he he hit up from both sides. He had a nice swing. So that to me, a, a sports movie gets credibility by the people who are, are playing it, playing the sport. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So just off the top of my head, if you didn't have this list, so you're good with the list. Um, well, there's I have I have a couple of uh, of omissions that I got a real problem with, with Tin Cup being one of them. Tin Cup, I think, it was is a, not on here. It's it's not on there at all. It, well, wasn't, my, it my, wasn't in the top twenty. My favorite of all time, only because it has a, some meaning to me, is not on the list, and it, that was the Champ. I don't know if you remember the Champ, Ricky Schroeder and John Voight boxing movie, uh, the father son relationship. To me, I'll always cry at it. Uh, I had a great relationship with my father, and that's my best all time. I loved all these other ones, some of them. Yeah, but that's still my best. I, I think I think that I think that's a, a glaring omission. Um, one that one that's actually running right now on cable. It's been on, and I, I guess it was a bad movie, but it was a fun movie. The Longest Yard with Burt oh Reynolds. yeah yeah the, the, original, original, the original Longest one, Yard. Right, right. The Adam Sandler one was a was a was a very bad uh, was a very bad. Um, one of the underrated ones is twenty. The last on the list here, The Sandlot. The Sandlot with the the scene by the pool and and the kids. You know the the, the baseball kids with the with the lifeguard. What I love about The Sandlot is I knew all those kids. What they, they you probably had them in your neighborhood? Is that what you're saying? Exactly. That that was our neighborhood. Well, when I grew up, we we lived next to a school. So I'm sorry, I'm coughing. You know, you gotta let a you gotta let him drink some water here, Steve. Oh, you're yes, gonna, you're gonna a, kill your co-host <laughs> like three keeps, days into it. Man. He keeps coming back. Let him, I love the Sandlot because. All the characters in that in that movie, you knew somebody. I knew those kids. Those yeah, kids yeah. were the kids in my neighborhood, and we actually played on um at an elementary school that we live close to, but it basically was a sandlot like that. It, right, there, right. It, 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 it wasn't a manicured baseball field, so it was. Um you know, we we had those kinds of games. We'd break a window and we'd run, and uh, you know there were dogs running around the field. So we had a, we had a great time with that. All right. Let's go to the quick phone line, Chuck. Thanks for calling in. Hey, I just got one movie for you. That's the Lou Gehrig show movie with uh, Gary Cooper. Right. That's on the list at uh, number. It's Pride of the Yankees, and it's one of my favorite movies of all time. That's on the list at number twenty-one. Gary Cooper, uh, you know, playing Lou Gehrig. Uh, you know, that that whole the 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 echo. Uh, I feel like the luckiest man on the planet, and all, all that stuff. Yeah, that's a that's one of those one of those uh, um, memorable tug, tug yeah. at your heart kind of movies. And there 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 are a bunch of those. Uh, hey Chuck, real quick, I'm sure because you're a regular listener. How did you like the Jay John interview? Oh, he's gone. Well, we lost him. We he lost might him. call okay. back. But, he, but Chuck has been asking for Jay John forever. The interesting thing about this list is that it was it was really spread out. You know, there's a a, a boxing movie. There's the hockey movie Miracle, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. I don't think is a top ten movie. But if if I if I come across that on on uh, one on channel surfing and it's about a half an hour left, I'll watch it because I'll watch the game. Yeah, and I'll and I'll tear up at the game. <laughs> right, right. Well, the, Tom. So yes, I'm a big hockey guy. Obviously, I love Slapshot and all those. But one of the best parts of Miracle is the first three minutes, 
What because the first three minutes of Miracle, before they ever go into anything relating to hockey or Herb Brooks or building that gold medal winning team, they do a montage of the 1970s. And it is an excellent bit of storytelling to tell you, especially if you're uninformed and, and weren't alive during that decade, what you're about to walk into. Mm-hmm. And it gives you everything from Vietnam right up until Carter's crisis of confidence speech. It gives you the whole 70s in a three-minute nutshell and prepares you for why that journey was so important for the Olympic yeah. team. I I'm, think it's an excellent bit of storytelling. I love it. I'm not a big movie guy. I, I know a lot of things on this list, obviously, but one of the things that is on this list is the Bad New Bears because we, I was about that age when it came out. Right. And again, that's one that I'll stop and I'll watch that one. Yeah, right. If it's on, right. if it's on and you know, I need something in the background or whatever, that's that's one of those that I watch. There's again, so many guys movie. that you knew in that in that again, team too. Again, those guys were those guys played little league baseball with us. They were they were yeah. all over the place. Um I knew those guys throwing gloves, picking their noses. Oh, all, uh, that, all, all of these that. guys. You had the kid that was just way better than everybody. Right. All that type of stuff. Right. So sure. That 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 I probably went and saw that one at the movies, you know, three or four times. Right. Right. So, right. One one that I've got a bit of a beef with is White Man Can't Jump. And the, and uh, I'll say why. It's it comes in at number 17. The first 20 minutes of that movie are excellent. The scene when we first meet Woody Harrelson and he comes out and he's playing and he's and he's he bets uh, the hustler. He's uh, kind of hustler. Hustling. He's he's hustling Wesley Snipes. Yeah. The first twenty minutes of that movie are awesome. I love that. But when that scene ends, I'm out. Yeah. I, I move on to I move on to something else. Letters that begin or fruit was it fruit that begins with Q? <laughs> Is that the 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 line in the uh, Jeopardy question? Oh yeah, and then uh, one that goes way back that uh, I think should be higher. Um, it's an it comes in at a, at a tie for number twenty four is the original Brian song with. Uh, with uh, James Caan and, and Billy D. Williams, Billy D. Williams as as Gail Sayers, James Caan as yes, Brian Piccolo, who died of cancer. Who yeah. you know, growing up, he was the first athlete that I can remember that died. You know, during oh, right, his right, career. Right. Yeah, and and I, I I remember I had his baseball. I mean his his football card, and I had a poster that one of those things where you I, I bought a poster from one of those magazines that you yeah. got in, in, in elementary school and I had it on my wall and he was in the background of the poster. It wasn't a poster of him. It was Gail Sayers, but he was in the background yeah, yeah. and, and I had that poster and uh, you know, that that's one that sticks up for me. All right. I've got some rapid fire comments here. Um, number one, I know everybody loves Sandlot. I hate that movie. Number two, <laughs> um, if if on the waterfront and the color of money are not on this list, which I don't have in front of me, it's a completely bogus list. Uh, so, sports writers, what do they know? Yeah, um, but on top of all that, I I love Brian's song, the original. I used to watch it all the time. When it, whenever it would come on TV, I would stop. And I think that that you know. It, I don't have to like a sport to like a movie about the sport, you know? Uh, I just want to be entertained and have a story told. And the other one that needs to be on there, if it's not, is 42, the Jackie oh, Robinson yeah, yeah, movie. yeah, that's true. What about, did you ever seen a movie uh, with Robbie Benson, One on One? Oh, yes. It was the original cheating movie. Exactly. You know, exactly. They, got, they hired the kids to, to mow the lawn and it was like a, to, to, to water the lawn and it was automatic. Uh, things like that. Right, right. right. That, and, and I do remember that movie. That was a, that was, that it was wasn't a great movie, but it was, I, I saw that a Seals few and times. And, yeah, Seals yeah. And what about uh, Blue Chips? Did they make that list? I don't Blue think. Chips, you know, they've been showing that, uh, they've been showing that lately. I've been seeing that. <laughs> I saw that probably two days ago. Right. Again, uh, one of those that I love the end of the movie when Nick, 
I won't spoil it when Nick Nolte gives a speech at the end. Yeah, right, as, right, as right. The coach, we've got uh, we've got Cowboy Dave on. Dave, what, what do you say? You know, uh, in '67, we we won the state championship in uh, in Illinois, and Brian Brian Piccolo, Gail Sayers, and Dick Buckus came to our football dinner. Wow, that, man, that's I, something. Can you imagine a bunch of little rugrats? <laughs> I mean, I, eyes wide, wide open, and what, what a, a, what a memory that had to be! Yeah. Oh yeah, I tell you. Hey, but my favorite is the natural Robert Redford, Robert Duvall, Wilfred Brimley as a coach. Right, right. <laughs> that guy is a, yeah, I tell you, that's a, and you know, uh, I mean, the old ballpark and all the signs, all you of know, that. root beer and hires root beer, and you know. Uh, Oh man, that that's a classic. That came you know, in at number year, eight. It's a shame. Yeah, it's a shame they they were going to play. You know, the Field of Dreams. They were going to have some major league baseball games in Iowa this year. The White Sox and Yankees were going to play, and and uh, they you know with this virus they canceled all that. But that they're not going to they're not going to get a lot of people in in that that place in Iowa where they actually made the movie and. But uh, yeah, that that was something that was, uh, you know. Then they canceled uh, the Cubs and Cardinals in England. They were going to play over there, uh, you know. But uh, baseball is coming back. We but hope. We sure what, hope so. Yeah, you got to get that lady on the uh, the master of baseball cards. Remember that? Oh yes, yes. Actually, we I will because that's Anthony's mom. We, I am going to do that because I, yeah. I hear she's a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah. Hey, Dave, is that yeah, this is uh, the first time you've called in? Or is that right? No, no, I called. I owe you lunch. Oh, was, uh, how can yeah, I forget? I yeah, I can. <laughs> yeah, you need you need to lose gain some weight. Yeah, this COVID, I need more weight. That's all I need. Dave. It'll be a diet lunch. Thanks for calling First in, Dave. Show. Appreciate it. Thank hey, you. Take care. Thank you. Hey, Bye-bye. and Tucson has represented you know, Major League. Well, I'm, I'm, I was about to say I got a text message from from one of my uh, friends and listeners throwing out Major League, which got in it also. Well, it tied with the Natural at at number eight, and Major League was made at a time that when I was playing City League baseball, and we were, we. Were play on the annex fields at, at 89, high corbin 89, 89. so they were shooting yeah. that movie when we were playing so there were a couple of a couple of times when uh they, they were shooting night scenes there and we were playing so uh, i do remember that and one of the players from our team was an extra in the movie oh and really so if, when you when you Who see was it? Uh, a guy named oh no you're gonna ask me his name he was a catcher at the u of a and um Oh God! You know. Yeah, sorry, sorry. No, but you know, I heard a lot of things because a lot of the guys went to uh, to Bob Dobbs uh, around the corner to kind of have the, a lot yeah. of the actors. Yeah, so, Banger and uh, yeah. And, so that uh, that was going on while while you know we were playing. So. Um, Oh, see, I've got the guy's name on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, he, he was, he was a catcher, it. and he was playing. He was playing for us because we were playing in the summer, and uh, he was an extra in the movie. Yeah, yeah, no, Berenger and Charlie Sheen, Charlie all those Sheen, guys, Wesley Snipes, mm-hmm. um, all those guys. Who's the big, the big guy? Oh, Dennis, Dennis uh, Haystert, and Dennis uh, Haysbert. Haysbert, is that what it was? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. Pedro Serrano. He's the Allstate guy now. Yeah. Yes. The you, want oh, really? quick, you want a yeah. couple? You want a couple quick uh, trivia bits? Number one, Charlie Sheen really could pitch. He could throw on the high. 80s. I could yeah, he was a high school pitcher. Yeah, he could actually throw. And number two, The Natural was filmed in my hometown of Buffalo at the Rock Pile, the War Memorial Stadium. That was the Knights' home stadium. Unfortunately, now it is a rock pile. They knocked it down. <laughs> but uh, that's where I grew up going to baseball games. Double-A Buffalo Bisons, the affiliate of the Pittsburgh Pirates. There, there yeah. you go. But getting back to the credibility of a, of a movie, you know, when you saw Charlie Sheen pitching in the movie, he looked like a you, pitcher. You yeah, exactly. He had a wind-up. He had a delivery. Yeah. He looked like a pitcher. Now, Tom Berenger couldn't swing a bat, and 
near, right. the, near the, the third baseman, the guy from oh, uh, yeah. uh, Corbin uh, Burnson. Corbin Burnson. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right, right. Uh, but, you know, but, you know, uh, uh, Dennis Haysbert could, could swing a bat. Yeah. But, uh, you know, again, on, on a sports movie, and it, that's why Blue Chips was, I thought, was such a good movie, is because the people. basketball scene, right. they had. Bobby Hurley was in that movie. Right, right. Chris Mills Shaq, was in that movie. Shaq, Shaq was in that movie. Yeah. Penny Hardaway. Yeah, all these guys. And Paul Newman did all his skating and slap shot. He actually played hockey. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> there you go. Well, you might have to revisit this again. We will. This we good, will. Good show. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Hey, good show today. Great show today. I had fun. Tomorrow. Hey, it's going to be special. Let's talk about tomorrow. Tell, tell them a Special question. Mother's Day tribute. We've got a, a, a Dia lady Barnes. coaches, Adia Barnes, Laura Ionello, Julie Brazzi. And Julie Brazzi. Mother's Hair Day Grove. weekend. Mother's Day. Special tribute to the moms tomorrow. Thank you. Thanks for everybody for listening. Call it in. Appreciate it.